Welcome back to the Lawfather podcast. As always, we are here in Lawfather Studios, right within Lawfather headquarters. Got a great one for you coming today. We're going to talk about Wander Franco and, and some of the legal aspects. Um, really kind of a an interesting story considering it's moving at light speed. Uh, this story broke late last night and uh, more and more keeps coming out. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. But before we get started, make sure you check out The Law Father on all the social media. We have a new broadcast channel on Instagram, so check that out. It's open to subscribers only. So uh, if you subscribe to The Law Father, you'll have access to the new broadcast channel. Really, I'm not really sure what this whole broadcast thing is, but I guess it's like I'm sitting in my office doing whatever, you know. Apparently, I do nothing all day. Um, turn the camera on, off and running. Uh, so... There's that uh, that'll be coming, and also check out Threads. I don't know, put some put some stuff on there. So if you follow it on Threads, kind of like some feedback as to whether you'd like kind of what I've been doing on it now, or whether you'd like some some legal advice, kind of like what Instagram looks like and and um, some of our, our other social media. So anyway, let, let's jump right in to Wander Franco, and and I'm I'm saddened by this. Right, um, I can't say he's my favorite player. Um, I, I can't say he has. I, I don't know. I've always felt like he wouldn't be my favorite locker room guy. Let's just say that, right? And having been in locker rooms my entire life, having played college ball, I've been around. You know what what a locker room aspect is like, and and what it means to uh, be a good teammate, and and you know those are your friends, those are the people that you spend more time with than anybody else, more so than you know in a regular job you spend probably more time with the people in your office than you do with your family. Sports are are that plus a little bit more. Okay, so I I say that, and it it saddens me because. My youngest loves Wander Franco, and I, I don't. I don't want. I don't want to have to explain to him why, if in the end this thing ends with Wander Franco not being on the Rays or on in, on any team, right? Um, to put it, to put this a little bit in perspective of how it works with a six-year-old and a three-year-old mind, they found an Evan Longoria card that talked about his time with the Rays, and they were convinced he was dead. That it was a tribute card. Um, I tried to explain to them that, no, he's very much alive and still playing, but that apparently is how it works in the young kids' minds, okay? Um, for what it's worth, I think Randy Rosarena might be my favorite on the race, but anyway, um, that's that's a whole different aside. What we have is is, is very serious. So all, all kidding aside about everything else, um, very serious allegations. And the story that, that popped last night was that there were uh, uh, social media posts that were were bad. The, the, the original way it came out was that there were some negative social media posts about Wander Franco. Now, what I never understood, and, and Jason being in media may understand a little bit more, your, your Bally Sports, your ESPN, Sports Illustrated, None of them knew what this post was, said. The Rays didn't know. Last time I checked, these posts are pretty public, which is how somebody knew that there was a negative post about Wander Franco, right? I'm not really sure why no one knew what the content of this post was. They just knew that it was negative. I, I, I It boggles my mind because how do you know if there's a negative post if you don't see the post? But anyway, um, maybe that's why I'm just a lawyer and not 
actually in the broadcast business. Um, so that's what broke. I did a little bit more digging and a little bit more research, and I believe it was a local station, a local Tampa station that, and this was last night, so a lot, lot more has come out really up into the minutes of this podcast starting. It's Monday, I think it's the 14th. Uh, it's about, what, about 3.15 uh, when we're taping this. So this is happening. So you may be listening to the show and go, oh, yeah, of course, we know that. Well, yes, but you may not be listening to the show as these things are actually happening live, which is kind of what's going on right now is, is this is happening right now as we speak. So what we, what we then, what we have seemingly come to find out, and we'll, we'll call it allegedly, right? Because I, I don't know whether or not this is what the Post actually said, but supposedly the Post deals with uh, Wander Franco having some sort of relationship. I don't even know if the, if it, if it actually specifies, right, that it was sexual relationship we'll call it versus uh what is it platonic when you're just friends is that is that what so you know versus just a platonic relationship with a 14 year old um now look let's let's cross a bridge here real quick wander franco is 22 years old okay uh here's what's interesting about florida law okay 16 to 23 is actually legal Okay, or is it 22? Uh, it's 22 or 23. It's been a while since I've had to recall this, and Jason sprung this on me right here, right at the beginning of the show. So um, it, it's either six, it's 16. I know 16 is the minimum age, and then it, it's basically Romeo and Juliet laws, right? So you so you avoid having this concept of, and, and this is kind of where the thought process comes from, right? You're in high school. You have a 19-year-old or an 18-year-old senior and a 17-year-old junior, right? Or even a 17-year-old senior. And why are we going to punish an 18 or 19-year-old for having a relationship with a 17-year-old when they're in the same class, right? That That's kind of how those things come about. Now, Florida's expanded it some, so that way we cover a little bit more, right? And if you take it the next step, you're in college together, right? So you could have a 17-year-old that's a freshman in college, and you could have a 22-year-old that's a senior in college, right? And maybe they have a class together type of thing. Uh, So it, it allots for some of these instances where people of a certain age are likely to be kind of commingled with each other and not just sitting there and going, I need to see your ID. Although I will tell you, probably not a bad move to ask for ID. I, you know, I don't know. I'm glad that I don't have to deal with any of this in 2023. Uh, God help my kids when they get old enough to have to deal with all this because it is a much different world than the world that I grew up in, right? It's it, not right, wrong, or indifferent. It just is different. That's it. Um, no, so when we look at it, there is no defense to having a relationship with a minor. And I say relationship, we're talking a, a physical in nature relationship. There is no defense to that, okay? So if you get charged with it, you, you can't go, well, hey, look, I was at the club. The club's 21 and up. And, you know, she must have been 
21 or she must have been over 18 because she was in the club. Or, hey, I asked for an ID and she gave me a fake ID. How am I supposed to know that it was a fake ID? It is actually not a defense. Now, it can be what's called a mitigating factor, meaning that, hey, look, you know what? We're, we're not going to punish you as severely, right? Because, you know, what else are you supposed to do? But it, it's not a get out of jail free card by going, well, I checked the ID. So, um, you know, maybe get one of those scanners, right? That you uh, come home, boom, drop it in the scanner and, uh, you know, sign off on an agreement that you are um, over 18 and you consent and um, you're not going to disclose anything that happened. I, I mean, I don't know, right? I, I don't know what you do these days to make sure other than, I mean, it's, it's a little extreme. However, I don't think it's all that far off. So um, it, as we get into this, I, I want to kind of jump into because I'm holding Jason's phone here as um, as I'm on here doing this. And I, I have a quote here, and it's actually from a good buddy of mine, Jay Retcher, um, who's he's still on WDAE. So check him out on there. He's got right. By the way, regular radio still exists. <laughs> it's not all about podcasts. Um, I actually saw him about a month or two ago. Um, love seeing him. Love catching up. But this is from his post, and he's quoting Wander Franco's IG Live, okay? So I want to kind of start our Wander Franco conversation. Now that we've gotten kind of baseline out of the way, I want to start with a quote from Wander Franco's IG Live. Big shout out to Jay Retcher. Uh, Jay, anytime you want to come on the show, just give me a call. Let's, uh, let's make it happen. I've been on yours. You know, yours is a little higher clout. Mine, I have like three listeners, but maybe we can hang out and chop it up. Anyway, this is what it says. They say they, sorry, it, the, the grammar on it is, is not the best. So I'm going to try not to add in correct grammar. Um, being that I write a lot as an attorney and I like grammar. Uh, I don't know. I didn't like it when I was in school. I like it now. Maybe I'm a big nerd, but anyway, uh, they say that I'm in public with a little girl that I'm running around with a minor. People don't know what to do with their time. They don't know what they're talking about. That's why I prefer to be on my side and not get involved with anybody. And oh, by the way, this video looks like it may have been shot in the Ray's locker room while he's wearing Ray's gear. Um, and actually looks like there's possibly somebody else in the locker room that as he's starting, he pops his head up and kind of looks up uh, and is talking to. Um, Probably not the best, but let's let's dive into all of this, right? Let's dive. There's many different aspects at play here. Uh, let's look at a little bit of history, right? Let's look at a little bit of Ray's history. Uh, number one, this. So we're talking about this on Monday. Game was Sunday, according to Kevin Cash, the manager. Franco was not playing yesterday because. Um, um, because it was just an off day. Jason, do we know, was that video before the game or was that live during the game? So Jason's, Jason's kind of looking at that. I, Jason never does any research for me during the show, but th I just thought of this as, as we're uh, talking about it because it was supposedly scheduled off day, right? And he leaves the, the, the dugout during the fifth inning, right? And goes back to the clubhouse. Kind of, kind of a little interesting, right? Timing is is very much an interesting thing there, in terms of how many times. And, and and let's actually back this up just a tiny bit. 
Did you know that yesterday was Wander Franco Kids Hat Day? So how many times, and, and, and look, this you don't necessarily set up promotions, right, along with when you're playing somebody, okay? But I can't really think of a time that I can remember, at least, that there was a promotion for a giveaway at a stadium for a specific player that that player wasn't actually playing in the game unless it was something commemorating a retired player. Right, Jason? Can you think? Of, can you remember just off the top of your head any time like that? Because it seems odd to me. It's, it's. I mean, it's bound to have happened, but it just all seems very odd, right? That it was a scheduled off day on that Sunday, right? But look, baseball's a little bit different than some of your other sports, like say basketball. You don't have righty lefty matchups, although Franco's a switch hitter, so it. it but. Switch hitters generally sometimes hit better from the right side of the plate, sometimes hit better from the left side of the plate. So, you know, that said, could it have been truly a matchup thing, right? Could it have truly been that he needed a day off? He's 22 years old. I, I don't know how many days you need off. I, I mean, I'm going to sound like uh, the old man saying, get off my lawn. But uh, I do remember a time when Cal Ripken played in, like, some ungodly number of games that spanned... Oh, I don't know. I think a decade. Somewhere in that vicinity. He did not miss a game, right? Um, even actually, tangentially, um, supposedly his wife was having an affair with an actor. Maybe Kevin Costner. I, I may have the name wrong. But apparently he found out and still played in the game that day. I think uh, he got the start and played a little bit and then they pulled him. Something along those lines, right? Just to just to keep the, the thing. I... I feel like that was one of those like 30 for 30 shorts or something on ESPN. Um, but anyway, um, might be an interesting story to look up. Maybe we can get Cal Ripken Jr. on the show. Maybe he'll talk about that. Um, I doubt it. But anyway, the the thing is, does he really need an off day on, on a Sunday game? Who knows? Maybe Sunday before travel day to San Francisco. Maybe. Okay. But then we look at it and go, well, he left the, he left the dugout in the fifth inning. Okay, well, is is that what he normally does um, when he sits out? Maybe. And look, it, it's we know a lot more, and I, and I use the Kyle Ripken example, but we know a lot more about what players need and, and what rest they need now than we did, well, I think that was about 15 years ago or so. May, may have been a little bit more. I was I was a kid when, when that happened. I want to say, did it start in 82? Did he start a streak in 82? Something along those lines. Um, I want to say it was like, I, I, I thought it was the year I was born that it started. And then I think it lasted like 10 years. So, um, but anyway, that's not the point. The point being is that there's a lot of things that you look at and you go, these things don't add up. These things call some things into question, right? Let's look back even further in the season, right? And, and I promise we're going to come back to the legal side of things. Right, but I just there's some things I find inter- interesting. It wasn't that long ago, maybe about a month ago, that Franco got benched essentially for being bad teammate. Okay, um, maybe this was going on then. Maybe players found out. Right, it, this alleged thing. Maybe it was allegedly happening, and 
maybe somebody found out about this alleged potential thing and called them to the carpet on it, and now all of a sudden you have tension in the locker room, right? I mean, look, we're, we're talking about a group of guys who spend a lot of time together, who, you know, a lot of them have kids, a lot of them probably have daughters, Type of thing, and, you know, probably 50-50 shot, my guess, you know, with the way things work, um, that, you know, that they have daughters in addition to having sons, and my guess is if if this is something that happened, I don't know that it is, but if it is, that maybe someone called them to the carpet, and yeah, that is, that is something that will absolutely divide a locker room, absolutely, like, there's no question in my mind, right, Allegations such as this will divide a locker room. Like that's that that I think is a foregone conclusion. Okay, so what do we look at from the legal aspect? Well, let's first look at not even caring whether or not. And I'm not saying I don't care whether or not this is true, but but let's ignore that fact for the second. Don't go on social media and go on a live and talk about it. Like let's just half a, half a bit of smartness. Okay. If you have something that could potentially be criminal, if you have something that could potentially become a civil suit, okay, shut your mouth, shut off your camera, and maybe just shut down your whole whole social media, period, right? Don't even be tempted to post anything. All of that on social media, you can go get it, okay? Now, look, text messages, and I learned this recently, text messages, unless they're stored on the phone, you can't go get them, okay? You can't. I, I actually had a subpoena for actual, the actual content of text messages to T-Mobile. And all T-Mobile gave me were phone numbers. And I said, but I have a subpoena that says that I can have the content of the messages. And they're like, yeah, great. Like, we're with you. We're not giving you a hard time. We don't store that data anywhere. There is no storing of text message content. Only it went from number X to number Y, okay? That's it, okay? So text messages, you know, that's one thing. Social media, and, and and look, just because you send a text message doesn't mean it's not ever gonna get out there. How many times have, have we heard content of text messages, right? It just means it came from the actual physical phone, okay? So keep that in mind. Social media is 100 times worse because even if you delete it, it's still there. There are downloads with all the social media platforms that you can get all of the content. I say all. I don't know if TikTok does. Um, all the meta ones, Facebook and Instagram, and I would assume threads the same way. And I would assume Twitter probably is, or excuse me, X. Sorry, Elon. X is probably the same way that even if you delete it, it can be accessed. Okay. So once you put it on there, that's it. It's game over. It's out there. Somebody has it. You don't want to make us, don't make your attorney's job harder, right? I mean, there's a saying, we don't build the planes, we just fly them, right? So don't don't make a plane that's not going to get off the ground because you feel like you got to go stand up for yourself and make a statement. No. You know what? Shut your mouth. Don't say a word. Don't get on social media. Maybe. And look, we're talking about people who have the funds, right? I, I know a lot of times when I'm on social media and I mention 
well, just go hire an attorney. The the kind of comeback is, and I understand this, and I and and DJ Eakin and I have have had this conversation uh, actually on on this show and his show of, you know, it's it's really easy to say go get an attorney, right? But then how do you afford an attorney um, when you're making the millions, multi multi millions that he is? Um, he can afford an attorney. He can afford to make that phone call. Okay, and I'm not throwing other people's money around. I don't necessarily believe in that, but I could. I mean, I'm pretty sure he probably has an attorney anyway for some of his business matters or, you know, better yet, he has an agent and his agent probably has an attorney who he can go, hey, or, or his attorney or his agent is an attorney, right? There's a most, a lot of the agents are attorneys, okay? Um, so I used to be one, okay? So see, there's a little nexus there. Uh, but anyway, that's... That's one thing. Don't get on social media. If you have a case, if it's your case that you're bringing a case, don't get on social media. If it's your case and you're defending yourself, don't get on social media. Because guess what? I'm going to tear that statement apart if I'm on the other side. Because you just said you don't do anything with anybody, right? I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but that's that's pretty much the quote, okay? I, I already gave the quote. I gave Jason his phone back, um, so I don't have the quote here in front of me. But he basically said, I don't do anything with anybody. Okay, well, then I get my investigator to go out and I take pictures of you out on the town with somebody. So which one's true? You don't do anything with anybody or that I have pictures of you going out, right? And it's a mundane thing. It it really is. And, you know, it sounds like a bunch of lawyer trickery, but it's not, okay? Because you've put yourself in this position by getting out there on social media, stay off social media. So if I could give anybody listening the number one advice for any case, there, there's and there's very few things that, that track across all areas of law, okay? Stay off social media. And one B to that would be shut your mouth and don't say anything, right? Like if, if you, if the cops come and talk to you, same thing, shut your mouth, don't say anything. Go call your lawyer. Guess what? If they arrest you and you don't have any money for a lawyer, still don't say anything because the court will appoint a lawyer for you. It's called the public defender, okay? The the statements that, the only statements we can really get around are the ones that are never said, okay? Once it's out there, once it's in black and white, it's really hard, okay? So that's the social media aspect of it. Let's look at some of the, the other trail of where we are and... and where this is going from a Major League Baseball perspective and a Rays perspective. Uh, Major League Baseball has, we'll call it a program now, that deals with uh, child abuse and domestic violence, and this falls under that umbrella. Um, Trevor Bauer was was the one that is kind of the biggest name to fall in. There's been a couple others, but, but and I don't want to say that Bauer was the biggest name, but he was definitely... Uh, I'd say that whole that whole Trevor Bauer thing was probably the most high profile of all the things because it was just it's kind of weird, wasn't it? Like from what I remember, it was it was, it was really just and it, it it snowballed on him, right? It was one person who said like they did like this, they were just freaky for lack of a better better word, right? Or or he was at least and and. Then it was like, then there was another one, and another one, and another one, and another one, and another one. You go, 
Well, clearly they all can't be saying the same thing and lying, right? Like that is so. But anyway, Major League Baseball has has things in place for this, and and if we track that back, uh, there's there's two versions of what can happen here for the player, at least at this stage, right? So right now, everything's in an, in an investigative stage, okay? And what that means is that the Rays aren't going to let him play, right? Major League Baseball is not going to let him play because if they do, and all of a sudden these allegations are are true and accurate, well, you know, looks bad on Major League Baseball and the Rays, right? If they're not true, well, then Franco missed out on a bunch of games. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the right mix is, right? Other than that, there are two versions to handle this, and 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 neither one of them are punishment, right? So it, it's just a, a means of taking somebody out of the public eye, and and um, one is somewhat of a punishment. So there's restricted list, which is can be can be a punishment, and because I believe that's what Franco agreed to go on was the restricted list and the restricted list typically is unpaid okay and then there's administrative leave which is that's what bauer was originally placed on before he got the ridiculously long expense and i don't mean ridiculously long and like i don't agree with it i mean just that it was a really really long suspension that he got i think he's playing in japan um right now but um by the way the, have you ever seen the, the 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 tiktok videos of bauer throwing Man, that guy throws hard, and his movement is sick. Um, it, it, look, he's a good pitcher, so, uh, so take all the other stuff aside. Like, just you can recognize skill. You can be a dirtbag but still have skill, okay? Um, I'm not saying he's a dirtbag. I don't know the guy, right? Um, but anyway, um, so he was on the administrative leave. Administrative leave, you get paid. You're not suspended. You're just not allowed to be with the team. That's it. Um, the restricted list, like I said, typically you're not paid. It's kind of like a suspension. You're removed from the team, all team activities, and you're not paid. But from what I understand, Franco is actually on the restricted list, but is being paid. Okay. Um, and, and we come down to these little nuances that that I'm discussing. These all come from the collective bargaining agreement. So this is something that the Players Association and Major League Baseball, so the players via the Players Association and the owners via Major League Baseball have agreed to, okay? So just keep that in mind. Like this is, this path that this goes, right, is all all really predicated on something that's already been agreed to by the players and, and, and how these things will be handled, right? Um, some of the domestic violence program, part, those things become part of this collective bargaining agreement to go, okay, you know what? We're okay with this part. We're not okay with that part, and it's it's a heavily negotiated document. It takes. I mean, look, we've seen labor stoppages, right? That when when we see strikes and lockouts, it's all over that collective bargaining agreement. Now, I'm not saying that these issues are the issues that hold up collective bargaining agreements. No, it's usually money, 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 um, and then the other issue is usually money, 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 money. Right. So. Um, but that's that's where we are right now. So the team is left for San Francisco. They're playing the Giants, I believe. Um, I don't know if they play today. Um, Monday, they, wow, hey, West Coast trip, Monday start. Wow, brutal, brutal schedule. Um, but Franco's not with the team. So I think it's saying a lot, right? And, and they have to take it seriously. The Rays absolutely have to take it seriously. 
I just hope that it's not true. So what are we looking at here? What what are we looking at from a legal perspective? Okay, there's two things that can happen, and uh, one of them is criminal and one of them is civil. And truth be told, from the criminal aspect, it really doesn't matter what the child or parent wants to do. The state can do whatever they want. And what I mean by that is, if the state, it let's just say for the moment, okay, that there's enough evidence that it gets traction as a criminal investigation, okay? Not saying that it happened, but just that there's enough evidence for there to be a criminal investigation that moves forward, okay? And as they're going through it, the mom and the four, and the fourteen year old and I I I, I reference mom and fourteen year old because my understanding is the post came from the mom's social media account about fourteen year old daughter. Okay, if they pull back and go, no, we don't want to press charges because it has to do with a minor and the way that statute works, the state could actually press on and continue an investigation and prosecute and continue prosecution and convict somebody, anybody generally speaking, anybody without actually having the witness, okay, without actually having the victim be a part of it. And then that victim would essentially also be a witness uh, in the case too. So the state actually can proceed without. Um, The other thing that we could see, and they don't necessarily have to run together, but we could see a civil suit coming. Um, You know, and look, when you have, especially in Tampa, when you have... Not that this is unique to Tampa, but being that Wander Franco is more of a household name in Tampa than, say, San Francisco, right? I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know outside of you know those who follow the Rays closely how much of a household name he really is. Okay, so you know the assumption is this all supposedly happened with a Tampa person, right, or Tampa Bay area, and you know, those who are in Tampa know that uh, Franco signed a, a pretty large extension. Um, I want to say it's, you know, in the hundreds of millions of dollars. So could this be a money grab? Could this be a, hey, look, we're going to blow your spot up, pay us a bunch of money. Um, maybe that's what started it, right? And and that, look, it wouldn't be the first time, right, that, that somebody making tons of money like Franco gets a call that says, pay me or I'm going to do this and I'm going to destroy your life. There could not be an ounce of truth to it, right? And look at all, look at all that we're doing. And, and, and before I started this show, I hadn't necessarily thought of it from that perspective of that. What if it truly is a money grab? What if somebody extorted Franco, right? And said, hey, look, pay me, pay me a bunch of money. You got a bunch of money, pay me, right? Otherwise, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to say, that you were messing around my 14-year-old daughter, right? And I'm gonna, you're gonna be in a, in, a, in a whirlwind. Or what if, oh, we could really go down a rabbit hole here. What if the mom and Franco had a relationship? Mm-hmm. And uh, now, granted, he's 22, right? So she would be significantly older than, but follow me here, right? They have a bad breakup, right? Or, you know, they go have one night stand and he never calls her back. She goes, I'm going to get you, buddy. I am absolutely going to get you, right? And uh, and that's where we go. I, I don't know. Like, it, it's, it'll be interesting to see where this comes out because those, those options are really equally as plausible as, hey, you know what? 
he did it. But um, so where we go back to is the civil suit. Is there a potential for a civil suit? Yes, there is. Right. There, there is a civil suit that parallels the criminal charge. Okay. And that said, I mean, look, you're, you're talking about essentially a substantial amount of money. You're in a situation like this, you're talking about a 14 year old, a 14 year old has a lot of life left, right? I mean, the, the average age, call it about 80, right? 70 to 80, somewhere in that vicinity. So we're talking what about 65, 70 more years of, of lifespan. And we're talking about mental anguish and, and some of those aspects for that long a time. I mean, even if you factor it on just a couple of dollars a day, all of a sudden you're talking millions of dollars. So that is a potential for a possibility, right? So this could go away criminally. This could go away from Major League Baseball, right? And Major League Baseball could go, yeah, we're not, we didn't find anything. You know, he's good to go. You know, no suspension, no nothing. Go ahead and, and, and go play, right? Criminal could go, yeah, you know what? Mom doesn't want to press charges. Daughter's uncooperative. And the only evidence we have of it is this one social media post that no one seems to know what it exactly said, which still I find mind blowing of, of all the things. I mean, yes, we can go get like, so I say that and I'm not, I'm not going against what I said previously. It can be gotten. Okay. But how, as we sit here today that everybody knows that there was this bad social media post, but no one knows exactly what it said. Right. But point being, if that's the only bit of evidence they have, because mom and daughter go, well, I'm not going to cooperate. Right then I, I can't imagine a state attorney in any state and in, in anywhere in the U.S. continue with charges because where's your evidence, right? I mean, I guess the exception to that would be, and, and forgive me for what I'm about to say, but if the social media post had a picture that was of the two of them in doing things, okay, then yeah, that could probably be enough evidence. Okay, um, to to convict on that type of thing, and so, but I don't think we would have seen that because I have a feeling the algorithms um, would take that down um, pretty immediately for not just the adult minor situation, but um, you know, just how they work. I I don't know. Maybe somebody that's smarter than me with social media would know the answer to that. But so that's that's what I see. So I mean, look, if if they if it does go through the criminal aspect, man, he's gonna, he's got a long road ahead of him. If it goes through the civil aspect, still has a long road ahead. But remember, that's going to be more financial than it is going to be um, punishment, right? Look, the, a crime like this carries, and, and I don't mean that he committed a crime. I mean, just generally speaking, okay, the statute that this falls under, okay, for anybody who's ever convicted of it, your um, what's the what's the registry? The the um, there's a child predator registry. Generally, you're on that. Prison time usually, usually some sort of probation, fines. Uh, the biggest thing is the registry, right? Because there are all types of there can't have a phone, can't have social media, can't travel to certain places. Yeah, heck, uh, here here's real life. We're out trick or treating in our neighborhood and uh, Halloween night, guy's probation officer pulls up, 
right? And and it's somebody that's on the registry. And this PO is checking on this guy who's on the registry, pulling him out of the house right in the middle. Kid you not, right in the middle of Halloween, everybody's outside, like for the whole neighborhood to see. Poor, I feel bad for the guy. I mean, look, he probably did something he wasn't supposed to, but man, I'll tell you, just it's a, it's a it's a tough road, right? So even even on a plea deal, right, for that kind of charge, you generally end up on the registry. That's bad. Like that's I you have it's so public, everybody knows, right? Um, so that's what we'd be looking at from the criminal standpoint, civil standpoint. Look, we're just talking about money when we're talking about the civil standpoint. Um, and I don't mean to minimize it, but I, I am minimizing it in a sense because it's the only way that, that we can punish people. The civil side's not really meant to punish. Criminal side's meant to punish. The, the civil side's meant to compensate, to get you to where you were um, prior to the incident. Okay. So that's where we are. This is this is breaking news and a developing story here, right here on the Lawfather podcast. How about that? It's probably the, that's the first and probably only time that you'll ever hear anything like that. Um, although I do say it somewhat tongue in cheek because uh, you know I rely on other media outlets to break stories, and then I like to break them down and talk to them, talk to you about them in the legal standpoint. So if you have any questions on it, please please do reach out. Um, I do check my social media, although probably not as much. Um, as I should, but my team always lets me know when there's something really, very important on there. Um, I don't know, it's a rabbit hole. You start scrolling and there's a name for it, doom scrolling now. So I try to avoid it, especially during the day. And then I get home and I fall asleep and eh, endless cycle, right? I don't always answer Jason's texts. So, um, yeah. So those of you who have texted me and you haven't gotten a response back, I'm sorry, because you know what? I need that little button, like an email that, that lets you leave it as unread. Right, so I can go back to it because then there's like 50 other text messages on top. So anyway, um, Apple, can we work on that, please? Can we make like an unread button for text messages? Anyway, that is the Lawfather podcast for today. As always, check out all of our social media. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Lawfather out.